On the highway, the snow is already thick enough that Cameron can't make out the center line. There are tracks where other cars have been, trucks, maybe, from the width of them, but they're fading fast into the static fuzz of the blizzard. About a mile back, they'd passed two cars pulled over, the syncopated orange blink of their hazard lights soaked up by the falling snow. The barrier is still there, the white crested strip of silver just visible on the right-hand side of the car, and Cameron can't help but think about what happens when a car hits it. They're built to break, to take an impact, bolts popping free and a few hundred feet of steel bending like a weighted rope as it soaks up the force needed to decelerate two tons and change without killing everyone inside. Even in the best-case scenario, if you had no choice but to hit it, you want to hit it as slow as you can. Right now, the speedometer reads 82 miles per hour. The whole car lurches forward as Nate puts his foot down, and for a dizzy instant the back of the car feels as though it is sliding free of the road. According to the radio, the worst of the weather was supposed to be hitting over to the east. Either the forecast was lying, or everyone due east is digging in right now to welcome in the end times. Cameron's gut goes cold, and she glances across at her brother. Not for the first time tonight, she wonders what the hell his problem is. There's no emergency that she knows of, just some business opportunity he pitched her a couple of days ago that turned into a dinner meeting. He's always had a good head for that kind of thing. He left a high-paying position with a multinational biotech firm to join her team, taking the computer systems he'd built to track epidemics and using them to predict how brands go viral instead. Ever since, he's been a key player in landing some of her best endorsement deals. But it's late in the year to be thinking about signing something new. She only agreed to go with him because she trusted his instincts. Now, though, she's starting to wonder if there's something else going on. You sure you should be going this fast? She asks. Nate doesn't answer. He's got a hard-jawed look that doesn't suit his face, and he glances up at the mirror quickly before hunching back over the wheel. He's gripping it in both hands, like a learner driver, his chin thrust forward. He's wearing a big jacket that hides his skinny frame, and even though the aircon in the car is blasting them with heat, he's got a scarf jammed up tight around his neck like any second now he expects to be out in the cold. Cameron clears her throat. Nate, slow the car down, now. She can hear her mom in her voice. Something about it always goes south when she tries to sound like a hard ass. Normally, she hates the sound of it, but then maybe it's the kind of push that Nate needs right now. He swallows hard before he answers, nervous, guilty. You ever get into trouble, Cam? He doesn't look at her. Oh, Nate, she thinks. What have you got into? Enough. Fighters get into nothing but trouble. Even with a good manager, a really good lawyer, and as clean a promoter as she could find, there had still been a few close moments that she'd rather not have to remember. One time, she'd got back from a weigh-in to find a picture tucked inside her kit bag next to her wraps. It was a picture of her parents' home, 
cheap paper, a little blurred from the printer, but unmistakable for what it was. There had been a phone number on the back. Cameron had been so angry that she had sidestepped everyone, her lawyer, her manager, even Nate, to get it dealt with quickly. That decision had been a whole other kind of trouble, and it had taught her one thing. Enough to know you can't outrun it, she says. Nate nods, swallows again, worries at his lip like he's trying to work something out. Cameron has seen that look before. More brains than sense, their dad always said. But then, Nate overthinking every damn detail has saved her career more than once. Clauses in contracts that her manager had missed. A guy in the crowd he'd seen in another fighter's entourage weeks before, waiting to spray oil of wintergreen in her face during the walk-in. His face is blue in the light from the low beams reflected back through the windshield by the falling snow. I'm not trying to outrun it, Cam. Trying to get us killed? She tries to say it lightly, make it a joke, but it catches in her throat and comes out high and scared. When he answers, his voice is far away, like he's forgotten that they're pushing 90 along a skating rink disguised as a highway. You ever wonder if it's possible to just disappear?